Welcome to the Catch the Fire Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us, and we hope you're encouraged by this message. It's great to be with you this morning. Welcome. If you're new and this is your first time, welcome. My husband Aaron and I were the lead pastors, and it's a good day today. Amen? It's a fresh start. It's 2023. God is on the move. God is around us, in us, among us, and uh, I'm just so excited for the new year. You know, how many of you guys have set any goals for the new year? Resolutions, goals? No? Okay, that's not a thing anymore? All right. That's good. We're all like becoming like realistic here, right? (laughs) How many people stayed up till midnight? Okay. (laughs) I can't remember the last time I actually rang in the new year. I think it was before children. Um, Now we're like, good (laughs) night. Happy new year. Um, Yeah. Well, I'm just excited this morning to kick off our... um, our sermon series for the month of January, uh, it's called Seek First, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. And uh, we are, we're going to be doing together as a church family, if you want to participate and join in, we're going to be doing 21 days of prayer and fasting starting today. <laughs> um, and if you are like, I'm not ready, you can start tomorrow. But this is going to be a time of us intentionally corporately going after God together and prayer moves the heart of God. Amen. Amen. Fasting moves the heart of God. As we see throughout scripture, there's something about fasting that makes us super hungry and desperate for him because we in a, in the North, well, in the West, in North America, we are very full. We are often very satisfied. And I don't just mean our bellies, but I mean, um, for some people, their bank accounts, our accolades, the, the privileges that we have, the target drive up, the drive through Chick-fil-A, all of these things make us very full, full like this. Okay. But there is something about being hungry and desperate that makes you want more of God that makes God turn his face towards a people and say, I want to pour out my spirit on you. I want to pour out my spirit on them. Amen. So as we go throughout this series over the next 21 days, we're going to be fasting and praying together corporately. We'll have some devotionals. We'll, we'll probably, um, open up the church building, uh, next week to have some morning prayer and different things like that. We're going to end with a worship night. It's going to be great. And we're just going to set apart this time over the next three weeks to really go after God. Are you guys with me? Amen. So. Ask the Holy Spirit prayerfully, prayerfully ask him, what is something, Lord, that I can fast over these next three weeks? It doesn't have to be full-blown food. It doesn't have to be, um, it could be, honestly, whatever you feel like is in your way or something in your life that might be an idol or something that you're putting before God that you want to just lay down at his feet and say, this is actually going to be really hard (laughs) to let go of. But I'm going to do it so I can be more hungry and desperate for you. The time that I spent doing that, I'm going to instead seek you and find you. So prayerfully consider and ask God what that might be for you and your, your, um, your individual walk. But we're doing it as a family. We're excited. We're nervous. But we're excited. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm nervous about the headaches that are going to go from no sugar. All right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> so to start off this series... My title of my message this morning is Seek and You Will Find. Seek and You Will Find. 
You know, my prayer for us this year is that we would be a surrendered people. That we would start off 2023 like this. And I love the worship this morning because it was just like, it was going after God. It was surrendered. And that's how we want to start 2023. That's how we want God to move in our families. That's how we want God to move in our businesses, in our workplace, in our classrooms, in our coffee shops. That's how we want God to move is it comes from a place of surrender. That we would be a people of surrender with single focus towards him. And life and all of this can be going crazy. But if our heart posture is like this, then we can do anything. We can face anything. We can accomplish anything. We can do anything when our heart is postured in surrender towards him, because it's actually not us. It's him in us and through us. Amen. So my first point this morning, seek and you will find the first thing that we're going to seek And I want to encourage us to seek together as a body is seek God. Number one, seek God. Acts 17, verse 27. Sorry, 24 through 28. Acts 17, 24 through 28. Says, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. Since he himself gives to all mankind and breath and everything, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of you poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. I love this verse, this passage, because it's saying that God, he doesn't dwell in these temples. He doesn't dwell in these places that mankind has set up. Actually, God is the God that lives and moves in each and every one of us. And he speaks to us and he's close to us and he is not far from us. He is not distant from us. So when we seek him, We're actually finding him in a place where he's like, here I am. I'm already found. Like I'm in you. I am the breath in your lungs. I am the spirit inside of you. I made you. I formed you. I don't dwell in just this building alone. I dwell with you. I go with you. And so seeking me isn't actually that hard to do. Finding me isn't that hard to do because I'm right there. I'm the breath in your lungs. And I love that um, because when I was a new mom with my firstborn Jude, I remember being so overwhelmed and so exhausted. And it felt like every second of my day was with a baby. And I was like, ah, I don't even have time. I remember crying to my dad and saying, I, I feel like I don't even have time to read my Bible or let alone shower, um, <laughs> do my hair, anything. And he said to me, he said, find God when you look in Jude's eyes. And I was like, whoa, that's how close God is to find God, to seek him is to find him. When we look up at the sky in the beautiful sunset, it's to find him when we're laying on the grass and we're looking at the clouds and the different shapes that he's creating in that moment, finding God. When we look in the eyes of our children, this is what it means to seek God. It's seeking him 
wherever he is in all things, he created all things. He's not hard to find. And God has made himself accessible to us. And it's like, you know, in charismatic uh, circles, we know this. We know that the Holy Spirit is with us and present. But sometimes we know it, but we don't know it. Right? To know that God is accessible to me at every moment. You know, when he, when Jesus came to this earth, when God sent his one and only son here to this earth as a baby, and when Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the grave and he left and he ascended into heaven, he told his disciples, it's better that I go. It's what? It's better. What's better than Jesus? His presence in everyone. Because Jesus is just one person, right? But the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, he's saying the comforter will come to you. That means the presence of God is always with us and always accessible to us. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, do we want to find God? Do we want to find him? Isaiah 55 verse 6. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. I want us to ask that question to ourselves. Do we want to find God? Do we want to inconvenience ourselves to squeeze him in our schedule? <laughs> that, that hits hard for me too. <laughs> I can't compartmentalize God. He, he just is. He's near. He's in me. He's around me. So what is it in our lives that pre- prevents us from seeking him with our whole hearts. And I was asking myself this question, what is it in my personal life? And I want us, if you're taking notes as you're thinking about this, I want us to be kind of ruminating on this. What are the things in our lives that are preventing us from seeking God with our whole hearts? It can be distraction, distraction of work, of busyness, of schedules, of carpools, (laughs) It can be TV, video games, social media, emails. (laughs) Who's living it up on email? I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) It can be our careers, our focus on our degree, and all of those things, like seeking after your career and your degree, those things are not bad things at all. It's when we make those things the main focus of our life, when we make anything the main focus of our life, then we get distracted from what truly is supposed to be the main thing in our lives. So what is it in your life that is preventing you potentially from seeking after God with your whole heart? Maybe there's relationship and friendship and family drama. All of these things distract us from, from God. And they, they creep in. And the thing is, is as we give, like there's a phrase, little leopards become big leopards. And as we let these little things creep into our life, all of a sudden, one day we wake up and there's a giant leopard in our living room. And we have to focus and refocus and say, okay, Lord, I recognize that there are things in my life that are distracting me from you and I don't want them anymore. I'm what? I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering. I'm laying it down. And that's what I love about starting the year off with a fast is it's because I'm saying, I recognize that these things in my life are taking over and I'm going to lay them down at your feet 
so that I can focus on you, so that you can be my singular focus as I start this new year. Um, anyone in this room love personality tests? Anyone? Okay, we've got like Myers-Briggs. We've got life languages. Shout out to Kathy over there, Kathy Jones. She's uh, an amazing um, friend of ours, and she's here visiting from England with her new husband, Duncan. But she is a life languages coach, and I love the life languages. And then we've got... Um, the Enneagram, we have the disc test, we have lots of different things. And Aaron, my sweet husband, is like, he doesn't like to be put in a box <laughs> when it comes to those kind of things. He's like, don't label me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I? Tell me, tell me, I want to know. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just going to use the Enneagram as an example. In the Enneagram, I'm a three-wing two, which means I'm the achiever, and then I'm also the helper, Okay. So the achiever tries to like do, 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 and like have lots of things on their plate and try to accomplish lots of things, but it's not for like their own personal self. It's for the approval of others. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. Sounds really bad to admit this to a big room of people. Any other threes out there? Okay. No one knows what I'm talking about. All right. Yeah, Kim. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. Amazing. Okay. See, people are like, okay, I'll admit it. Um, for me, that means that there are a lot of things that if I don't keep them in check, they can really creep in. And I have to, I have to consciously all the time be like, I'm going to make room for God. I have to make room for God. I've got four kids. We're leading a church. I've got this, all of these plates juggling and spinning, but I'm like, I can't do any of it. If I don't have God cannot do any of it. If I do not have God. And so I have to really not get caught up in seeking the approval of others, but only get caught up in seeking the approval of one. It doesn't matter if I did anything that day, except just said, hello, Holy Spirit. I'm here. I love you. I surrender my life to you again today. And I lay everything down. That could be the greatest accomplishment I made all day. And that has to be enough because he's enough. Amen. I love the story in Luke 15 of the prodigal son. It's like, even when our hearts have been far from God, he's always still seeking after us. Even when we're like, okay, 2022, 2021, 2020, all the way back, I haven't really (laughs) seeked hard after God. And he's like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care if, well, it's not, I don't care, but he's saying it's a new slate every day. I'm still waiting for you. I'm looking at you on the horizon, waiting for you to come. And I'm chasing towards you and I'm chasing you down. And that's the God we serve. Seek him with your whole heart. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's God's promise to his people of Israel and his promise to us is that when you seek me, you will find me. And there's so many of us that are like, well, I've, I've been trying, I've been seeking, I've been doing all these things and you're not showing up God. And he's like, find me when you take your breath, find me when you look at the sky, find me when you look in your son's eyes, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And I've been thinking about this word, whole heart, wholeheartedness. What does that mean? The definition of whole heart 
It means unconditional commitment and devotion, unreserved enthusiasm, earnestness, and sincerity. This is the kind of love and devotion that says, even when I don't feel you, I love you. Anyone been in marriage? (laughs) Even when I'm not feeling connected to you, I still love you, right? Even when I don't understand, I'm going to love you. Even when you give and when you take away, I'm still going to love you. That's what wholehearted, unconditional devotion is. It's not a devotion or a love that's based on feelings and emotions. It's not based on circumstances or conditions. It's not externally motivated. It's a, with everything, holding nothing back, wholeheartedness towards you, unconditional love and devotion. That's what wholehearted means. And he's saying to us, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. That kind of love, the kind of love that requires faith from us because it takes faith and it takes trust to love God when we're not feeling him. It takes faith and trust to love God when we don't see him moving in that moment, right? Is this hitting home? Because this is sometimes how I feel. We're going after it, but it's not based on feelings or emotions. And if it was, we would have left a long time ago because we are human and we don't always have our emotions in check, but we have faith in our spirit by Jesus because he lives and dwells in us. And it's his spirit inside of us that gives us the grace to find God and love God even when we're not seeing him moving. Deuteronomy 4.29, but from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. And this is the greatest commandment that Jesus says. The greatest thing that we could do is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul and to love our neighbor, love one another as ourselves. Oh, all right. So first, our first point is seek God. My second point in seek, and you will find, is seek God's kingdom. Seek the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. So seeking God's kingdom is a willing submission to God's rule in your life. It's again, that posture of surrender and saying, okay, you are my King, Jesus. You are the Lord of my life. And I'm going to surrender my purposes, my plans, my thoughts, everything to you for your will, your plans, your purposes. So what does that look like? It looks like giving up control. (laughs) Any control freaks out there in the house? Just me. All right. I can sometimes be a control freak. All right. That's really hard for us to let go. (laughs) Any go with the flowers? Anyone? Yeah? All right. Yeah, love it. I married one, so. (laughs) We've been working on it. All right. Um, (laughs) Although, since being married to me, he's much more like, he likes the plan, but he does love spontaneity, too. Um, And now I'm, I'm liking the spontaneity, too. So, see, we need each other. We need the body, (laughs) but it's willingness to submit to the Lord and his kingdom and laying it all down. Again, it's that posture of surrender. It's walking in obedience to him and his voice and what he's calling. Sometimes obedience is just, God may call us to do something, 
and we just say yes, and then we don't, he doesn't, then he just says, well, I just wanted to know if your heart was there to say yes to me, to obey me. I always use this phrase, it's, I call it pulling a Jonah. Um, It's when God asks you to do something, and you know you're supposed to do it, and you walk the other way. You're like, no, I'm not going to Nineveh, I'm not going there. And you're pulling a Jonah, and the whole time you're like, ah, God is telling me this, I know, and it's this wrestle on the inside. But seeking his kingdom, submitting to him as the Lord of our lives, the authority in our lives, is saying, I'm going to obey you, and I'm going to listen, even when I don't get it yet, even when I don't see the full picture yet. And it requires trust. (laughs) So my... So seek God, seek God's kingdom, and thirdly, seek God's righteousness. The righteousness of God, these are the things that, (laughs) these are things like the fruits of the spirit, compassion, fleeing from sin, not walking in sin, but walking in the right things of God, taking care of the widow, the orphan, the poor. The things that God calls us to do as believers. When, when we're seeking God wholeheartedly, we're seeking after his face. We're seeking his righteousness. We're seeking his kingdom here on earth. We're seeking the things that move his heart. And that pleases him. And when, what we do unto others, we're doing to him. And that means not living like halfway in and halfway out. It's all in or nothing. All in or nothing. And I feel like this is so important in a world where I see all over social media people who are super strong Christians or they're on this TV show and we're like, wow, they're strong Christians. And then we see them living with their boyfriend or we see them um, (laughs) getting drunk and going out to the clubs. We're not meant to look like the world people. (laughs) We're not. We're not. When we seek after God wholeheartedly, we are meant to look different. We're meant to act different. We're meant to be different. Because you cannot be, if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you can't. It's impossible to look like the world. If you're submitting to him and his authority and his leadership and he's transforming you from the inside out and you're willing and you're surrendered and you're saying yes, you will not look like the rest of the world. You can't. It's impossible. Flee from sin. Don't live in sin. And then lastly, I've got three points in just seek. Seek wisdom. If we ask, if we seek after wisdom, God will give us wisdom. I think it's so interesting that Solomon in the Bible, you know, God's like, ask me of anything. You can have anything. And Solomon could have said, give me all the riches in the world. Give me all the wives in the world, which he did have the most. Um, Give me... (laughs) Give me all the plunders of the earth. Give me all the nations. And what does he ask for God? He says, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. And we have to be asking God, seeking God. Yes, seeking after God, seeking his kingdom, seeking his righteousness, and then seeking wisdom from heaven, seeking wisdom from the heart of God. Proverbs 2 It says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search it for it, 
search for it as for hidden treasures. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. And I see right there so clearly in the Bible that God is, is encouraging us to be asking for wisdom. Because wisdom is going to help in a situation where you don't know what to do. Wisdom is going to give you the words to say when you have no words to say. Wisdom is going to say, should I invest in that or not, Lord? I need your wisdom. I need your clarity. I need your understanding. God, I'm having a situation in my family where there's so much tension and so much drama and feelings are getting hurt. I need your wisdom, Lord. Give me your wisdom. We need to be seeking after the wisdom of God. James 1 verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given. God is saying, just ask for it. Ask for anything you want. I give generously. And I love that. I love that we serve a generous God. Seek humility. This is huge. (laughs) Seek humility. Pride reeks. (laughs) Pride comes before a fall. Humility opens up the doors for you to come before kings. Humility opens up the door for the blessing of God. And humility comes from that place of... Duncan always says, humility is a direct result of face-to-face encounters with God. And Bill Johnson says... Serve, rule with, okay, I'm going to butcher it. Go. Rule with the heart of a servant and serve with the heart of a king, right? And humility is not denying, like, it's not denying of yourself in the sense that it's not false humility. It's not being like, oh, no, 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 just stop. It's not about me. It's all about him. It's like, no, humility is saying, Okay, Lord, before you, I'm nothing. (laughs) Without you, I'm nothing. But with you, together, we can do everything. With you, I can partner with you. I can see kingdom come. I can can preach. I can see people come to know the Lord. I can lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. I can walk in that confident assurance that you're with me. But it's saying, I'm nothing without you, Jesus. I can do nothing in my own strength and I need you. And for those of us that have pride where we don't allow others to come in because we don't want them to see our mess or we don't want them to get too close, we got to stop that. (laughs) We got to stop that. As we've been studying the early church and the book of Acts and seeing what the body of Christ is meant to do and how it's supposed to operate, it's like we need each other. We don't have time for us to be prideful and be on our own and look like we have our lives put together. We need one another. And humility allows other people to come in. It allows God to come in and speak to us and correct us. And to sometimes discipline us. (laughs) But it also allows others to come in and speak into our lives too. And for us to walk with others. For us to cry and mourn with one another. For us to hold each other up in those places of brokenness too. And that requires humility. And then my last point, seek peace. 
seek peace. If you tune into our, um, our Christmas service, I was preaching about Prince of Peace. And we are to, in 1 Peter verse 3, it says, Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. And I was saying how we're not meant to be pot stirrers. We're meant to be peace bringers. In this earth, we are meant to be peace bringers, peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. And that means in all things for us to ask God to come and bring his peace. Amen. And we're to seek peace with God. And that's an invitation for us this morning as we start out 2023 for us to get right with God. For us to repent to the Lord for ways where we have prioritized other things above him. For us to surrender our hearts once again to him and say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. I submit to your lordship. I submit to your rulership, your authority, and your love. And I want to get right with you, Lord. I want to repent for my sin, and I want to get right with you. And then peace with each other. Look to your neighbor. Say, peace with one another. Peace with one another means that we are to walk in forgiveness and not bitterness. And so this morning, if you're feeling a bit convicted, like maybe there's a relationship or a friendship where there's bitterness there, make it right. Because there's, we can't be right with God and not be right with one another. Then we got to go back to the beginning and make it right and then go back. The two can't coexist. You can't say, I love God and yet hate my enemy, right? Or hate my brother. And so we're supposed to be right with God and then make it right with one another. And I was talking with my friend about this the other day. We're saying, like, forgiveness is not saying, I trust you. Forgiveness is not saying um, that, you know, we have a relationship again, per se. But it's saying, I forgive you. I bless you to have your life. And I'm going to let it go. But it doesn't mean that I have to be your best friend now. Okay, and I think that's a mistake where we get hung up of how can we forgive people and yet still have them in our lives. We got to work on our boundaries, <laughs> but we can still make it right in our hearts and say, I bless you to, I bless you to live your life. And then lastly, peace with one, uh, peace with ourselves. We are often the hardest person. We are often hardest on ourselves, right? Oh man, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I'm so embarrassed. I'm walking in shame. I can't even look up. How could I, how could I lose all of that money? How could I ruin that deal? How could I get that grade? How could I have just screamed at my kids like that? And we have to make peace with ourselves too. We have to forgive ourselves, release ourselves and stop setting such high expectations on ourselves and say, once again, Amen? Amen. We're supposed to be surrendered people, seeking God and his kingdom. And all of these things I was saying, humility, wisdom, (laughs) peace, all of those things will be added unto us, will be given unto us when we seek first God. And so today, starting off this 21 days of prayer and fasting, I want to invite us, actually. um, Ian, are you here? to come. I want to invite us all to stand, actually. And if you would like, 
I'm going to open up the front here, the, quote, altar. (laughs) And I want to create an opportunity and room for us to start this new year with a clean slate. Does anyone feel like they need a clean slate this year? And, you know, I get... I get the whole, we set goals, we set resolutions, and then, you know, we crash and burn. But this Christian walk, it's not meant to be a sprint. (laughs) It's not meant to be a marathon either. We were talking about that. It's like, it's a relay race. It's like when, when you're down, I'm strong. And when I'm strong, you know, vice versa. I think I said the same thing twice. Anyways, (laughs) but it's, it's saying to God, okay, God, I may have messed up today, but your mercies are new each day. Your mercies are new each day. And even though I fall so short from you, even though I fall so short, you catch me, Lord. Your mercies are new each day. But what I'm realizing about life more and more is that it takes and requires intentionality for us. We make time for the things that are important to us. And for me, like reading my Bible every day is important to me. And yes, I may be busy and have all of these things going on, but I make time for that because it's important to me. I can give up 20, 30 minutes to sit and read my Bible. There's plenty of time in the day for that. I just choose to do other things if I don't do that, you know? But it's recognizing and saying, okay, Lord, I want to start 2023 with intentionality. I want to start it seeking after you and your face. I want to start it seeking after your kingdom, Lord, and your righteousness and pursuing the things that are important to you. Wisdom, peace, humility, love. And if that's you and you want to, you want to get right with God, maybe you need to get right with someone else or, or get right with um, yourself. I want to invite you up to this front right now. You can unapologetically come forward. Don't be nervous. Don't be shy. It's not about anyone else but you. But just, even if it's not that, even if you don't feel like you need to, you know, get right, but you want to just say to God, God, here I am, I'm surrendered. And you want to posture in a place of surrender. I want to invite you up to the front. And we're just going to surrender to him for a moment. Our plans, our purposes, our will. Not my will be done, but yours be done, Lord. Come on forward. There's a lot. We got a lot of people to squeeze in, so don't be shy. Come, come forward. Ministry team, if you're around, please feel free to go around and pray for people. But this is just a moment with you and the Lord for you to give to Him your wholehearted devotion this morning, wholeheartedness, holding nothing back. don't know where to start, you could just say, Lord, I surrender to you. I say yes to you.
God, I just, Holy Spirit, I just welcome you here this year. I welcome you here in this room. I welcome you in this body of believers, Lord, in our families, in our communities, Lord, in our jobs, in our workplaces. And we just set the tone today. We set the tone this morning. We want to be a people that are pursuing after your heart, Jesus, wholeheartedly. That are crying out for more of you. We make room for encounters with you, Holy Spirit. We want to be presence over plan. We want to be passion over perfection, God. And we want to go after you wholeheartedly, Holy Spirit. Would you, would you, with this house, please your heart, Lord. With this house, release a fragrance to heaven. A pleasing fragrance that you look, you look upon us, Lord. You look upon us with your face. Thank you so much for joining us. There are so many opportunities to grow, connect, and be encouraged. To learn more, visit ctfraleigh.com and follow us on social media. Thank you so much for being part of the family. We are so thankful for you.